You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contact's code names are Luke. Even a scarlet letter ain't going to work because these aren't the neighbors that actually like come over to your house with baked muffins. They're not the same people. Matt. Seinfeld, you know, like I want to draw a line because like Larry David is that's that's the value of Seinfeld. You know, George Costanza, the pettiness, the petty human. Mike. It's like when you watch one of those NBA games or like a, a sports game and you don't know that someone's playing a video game. You know, it's like, oh shit, that looked pretty real. I thought that was a real game on TV, but your friends are just playing like NBA 2K or some shit. And Scott. Is that what it is? Like, okay, I'm intolerant. Because I'm pretty fucking intolerant to organized religion, but, yeah. I, you know, I've got dozens of people in my life that are, you know, really into the Lord. Here we are. Welcome in. You are listening to another episode of the Is It Safe podcast. This is episode 12. Last week we said it was episode 12, but that was a mistake. It was actually episode 11 because we didn't do an episode. So this is episode 12. Uh, yes. Thank you for joining us. It's Is It Safe pod at gmail.com if you'd like to comment on anything you hear on any of our shows. We would love to get the feedback. Uh, maybe things you'd like to hear more of. Uh, opportunities segment ideas i don't know we, we're pretty open-minded so if you have ideas you can throw them our way uh it's me luke and matt today no scott so. scott or what, what was he what was he last week giddy giddy pots yeah yeah giddy which pots. is a reference i have Liz no Cheney, idea what that giddy pots. <laughs> i don't either i just yeah. uh i just assume he's making it up it probably does mean something though <laughs> <laughs> probably he's giddy good. about winning some pots maybe i don't know that'd be my oh he's giddy oh giddy. Giddy about a pot. By the way, speaking of winning, winning pots, you guys ga- you guys gambled uh, on the Super Bowl or what? Uh, just squares. I wanted to, but uh, ended up with just doing some squares. Lost them all. Ooh, I gotta. You know, I'm. I basically I gotta quit while I'm ahead because I I download one of the apps, uh, which oh, had boy. a really terrible incentive. Actually, I I think I was like the only person to not get a big bonus uh, during the <laughs> Michigan rollout of gambling. I got like five dollars of of uh, DraftKings cash for using a promo code that came on my Sunday newspaper. Oh, oh that's phone. because you waited for the Sunday newspaper. They yeah. probably that was probably all over social media. Yeah, I, think I, I bet, think I needed to join like the day it came out uh, yeah. in Michigan. We got some big big bucks. Who was the Who was the fucking uh, spokesman on that? It was Jamie Fox. What, did you guys see Jamie Fox doing? Is he uh, Is he DraftKings or MGM? I think it was it was MGM. It definitely was not DraftKings. It was like MGM bets. That's what it was. MGM bets, something like that. And uh, yeah, no, that just kind of blew me away. I was just watching like local TV one day. I was like, "What the fuck? Oh, what? What's he doing there?" Yeah, I had a hard time. I mean, he needs the money. So getting into that stuff, it seems like it's there's a lot of barriers to it, which I bet they're kind of disappointed in. I, I mean, it's probably good that there are barriers, but I I kind of I mean, same from the thing. business side, they're pissed about it. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, who cares? Like, were you running into glitches and stuff, Mike? I was just running into issues where I couldn't get approved, or you know, you have to be GPS cleared to be in the state specifically, and mm. like FanDuel won't work at all. Hey, we can't get you approved. I'm like, well, great, cool. Then I won't bother. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you can't use a VPN. Uh, for that because it wouldn't no, you definitely, verify your location. Well, 
Actually, uh, you could, but the problem is, and this is a stupid problem for me, I always use hardware Ethernet, and they want you to use the wireless Internet because they want to locate where you are. Geolocate. Apparently, the hardware Internet does not give you their location. It's... I don't know. Big deal, whatever. Accidents happen, right? But I... It does. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. But, you know, it... I would assume it would, but... Were you plugged into your uh, phone line and somebody called and kicked you off AOL? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what happened, man. I wish I had yeah. the uh, is that is that why uh, dial up noise right now to cue? Is that why your uh, microphone was cutting out because you were on dial up? You were on fifty six k, maybe twenty eight eight. I don't know. It's not a three minute. It's not a three minute delay. It's like anytime I'm texting like Kristen or any of my friends, they're just way too fast. I'm responding to texts that are like four texts ago. Yeah, uh, I'm like you actually have faster internet probably than than either of us because of that. I would. Um, well, I haven't placed a single bed anywhere, so. Well, it's you know, it was not like it was not as easy as I thought it would be either. Uh, first of all, I don't know what I'm doing, so I I, I kind of don't know what the terms are. Like re, I'm like a remedial gambler. Um, <laughs> but. Basically, I pulled. I won because I bet on Tom Brady. Because uh, I think it's a bad policy to bet against Tom Brady at this point. I mean, it's simple, man. Smart. You're just trying to do business, aren't you? Right? Yeah. So I cashed out. And I made fifty bucks. Doing business. That's all it is. You're trying to make money, and Tom Brady will always make you money most of the time, right? Uh, I think so. I don't know. You know. You don't. Yeah. Look, you don't even know. I mean. You're not like, been, a, I don't think any three of us, none of us are really gambling. I mean, Scott's the only one who really gambles on this show, I think. Right? I mean, what, Tom Brady's won like what more than six percent or seven percent of all Super Bowls ever. <laughs> That's such a weird stat 55 Super Bowls, seven victories, whatever the math is. Yep. That's more than six percent. Yeah. He said um, seven victories or seven appearances? Ten appearances, seven victory. Yeah. What? Yeah, so he's been in. It's just is... ridiculous now. Never <laughs> right. top. He's, he's won 12, to... He's won 12% of all Super Bowls. Yeah. And, Jesus. And he has appeared in, uh, let's see here. He's appeared in almost 20% of all Super Bowls. He's not stopping anytime soon. So Jesus. He's 43 years old. The guy's like Gumby. How does he do I it? I don't give a shit about all the Trump bullshit and, you know, the hat no, in the locker a couple years ago. I... I really respect this guy is defying the odds and like creating new markers for what humans can do. And I don't, I don't care what your political points are. I, I find that to be admirable. I don't care. It's not because he went to Michigan. I'm not saying that. It's just this guy is doing cool shit that people didn't think was possible. I mean, he's going to be 44 years old and he's going to be one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL next season. Yeah, yeah he, that's the thing. He's not just playing. He's still going to be elite. Right. God well, damn. But as a Michigan football fan, you have to root for him because he's the only thing keeping that program relevant right now. Of course. Well, that's true. That's always <laughs> going to be part of it. I mean, I'm not, you know, Luke knows our friend Jamie. He's a psycho. Like, he has a Tom Brady jersey for years, and he watches every Tom Brady game because he's a Michigan psycho. And <laughs> I've never been like that. I mean, Tom Brady, would, I remember watching Tom Brady beat Ohio State in 1999. I actually went to that game. It was in Ann Arbor, and it was really cool. Oh, but. Shit. I wasn't going to sit there and say, Tom Brady is going to be one of the best ever when I watched the game that day. So. No. No, and didn't he Didn't he also get drafted in a fairly low position? Like, like 200. 200? Yeah. 199. Yeah. Okay. 199. There wow. Was, you know, there's a whole documentary about the six quarterbacks, the Brady six that went before him. Was it like him. 
was no one greasy? knows their names. Was well, greasy wasn't greasy in that draft class, or was he no, maybe was a year before? In the NFL. He was already in the NFL because he was the quarterback before Brady left. Jeez, I can't remember. Right, Navarre and uh, it was Navarre and Brady were kind of splitting time, right? No, it was Henson. Remember, everybody Henson. wanted Henson Excuse to Drew play. Henson. Drew Henson, yeah. Luke's old pal, Luke's old rival from yeah. the uh, KVC. Yeah. <laughs> old, K- old KVC rival. Didn't uh, didn't didn't Morgan uh, once see him what stealing a muffin or something at the? Oh, that was me. I think. Oh, you saw it. Yeah. All right, tell that story. I saw him steal a bagel at Brighton <laughs> High School. This guy gets there? everything he wants. He steals a bagel. I guess he just <laughs> needed the rush. So. Yep. I know. Was if, he a Brighton guy? Yeah. Yeah, he was a Brighton guy. Yeah, I went to senior. We were both seniors, me and Luke, the same year that Drew Henson was a senior. And I had a class at Brighton the first half of the day. It was a three-hour block graphic design thing. So uh, I saw him a bunch of times over there, whatever. Luke played against him in baseball. So, Yeah. Oh, he had a real fastball. We'll say that. Uh, Didn't he get drafted as a third baseman? Yeah. Yeah, he did get drafted as a third baseman. But you know, any any stud position player can also just yeah, pitch he, and yeah. they just mow people down. They're not real pitchers. They're just fucking Who's ever the best player pitchers. at their local high school as a baseball player? You know, they're the shortstop, the pitcher, yeah. Yeah, the elite true. positions, and then it just they start there and when they get signed and then they slowly realize, Oh, maybe you're not that right. good in the minor yeah, maybe I'll play positions the, and then you go maybe to I'll the play slower the corner. positions. So yeah, he, he had a fastball and that was all he had, right? He didn't did he have a change up? I don't know as a pitcher. Uh, Luke would be a, what do you think? Yeah. No, I I faced him. I probably faced him ten or fifteen times. Uh he no, he just overpowered you with a fastball, but he had a he had a cutter. And that was the thing that was utterly impossible to hit. Because it had he he had a weird fastball. I think it it was a two seamer because you could see the you could actually see the the two seams vertically. And when he would throw that fucking cutter, it was like I was just impossible to hit. It was like, oh, he had a slider too. He didn't have a curveball and he didn't use a changeup. He so used what was a your slider. batting average? My batting average against him. Oh, you against remember? him? Oh, yeah, probably had to be zero. I don't think I ever got a hit. Oh, he guys, the guy was uh, the guy was a monster. Didn't Co- uh, Coomer get a hit off him once? Yeah, Coomer uh, Coomer bounced it off the fence. He almost he almost took him yard. Our second baseman, right? Well, if you get a hold yeah. of it, it's gone, right? I mean, like. Yeah, he put he put the stick on it, and uh, yeah, but you still got to get the good boot of the bat on it. That's the yeah. Thing, so. Well, and it, it was Coomer too. He never hit a home run. I don't think in, well, in he high played school college ball, baseball. So, I mean, he was. A well, he played college ball too. Yeah, no, he was best second baseman I have ever seen in my entire life. Never seen anybody with hands like that. I mean, he might be the pound for pound greatest athlete I've ever met. And that's uh, that's not an exaggeration. I've that's that's something that comes up once every like three or four years. I'll just think about just watching him fucking die for balls in the hole. I mean, he's the guy was amazing. Yeah, and he's the only one that has a chance. Almost hit a home run on Drew Henson. It's the best we could do. Henson he's otherwise a- owned the fuck out of us, and I don't think we scored new runs. Drew Henson's <laughs> probably got a MAGA cap, not in his locker because he's out of sports, but, you know, I don't know. Who, Drew Henson? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, boy. I was thinking about uh, Coomer. I was thinking now it's come to this, you know. It's not your fault. No, it's not. That's not what I meant. Shit. I don't mean, I don't mean to impugn. I had another one lined up, this one. And on most nights, you're so bored and filled with ennui, you can't even summon the enthusiasm necessary to masturbate. 
But that could be a lot of us, really. So. What's that from? What the hell was that? That is a... Uh, I'm going to play it one more time. See if you can... This is an actor. It's a movie. So see if you can guess the voice. And on most nights, you're so bored and filled with ennui, you can't even summon the enthusiasm necessary to masturbate. Any guesses? He's wow. not American, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I... Damn it. Nope. I mean, I want to uh, guess I want to guess Christopher Plummer because he died. Oh. But I don't know. It's actually bad. Luke, you want to take one guess? No, I don't know it. It's Terrence Stamp. Good old Terrence ah. Stamp. Plus Christopher Plummer was uh Canadian, not not Oh, not English. Um, but he, but he did do Shakespeare. But I, but I don't think there's a, that's a line from Shakespeare. You don't think Christopher Plummer ever said, ever said "masturbate" in like his dialogue? I just don't think it's uh, it's uh, was that from Othello? Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. What what movie? What movie was that from? It's from a stupid ass Jim Carrey movie from 2007. Yes, man. Oh my god. Okay. Because that did not sound favorite like favorite quirky uh, girl. It didn't have the uh, it didn't have Dash the gravitas Dash. of the regular Terrence Stamp voice. No, that dude, that dude's a real badass. He took the paycheck on that one. I mean, he's actually funny in it. I like Yes Man. He is funny in comedy. That, yeah. Is Jim Carrey is like the straight man, and everybody else is kind of goofy. It's different. It also has Bradley Cooper in it, which now Bradley he will never Cooper. take this role. He plays like his buddy, like the side buddy. <laughs> so what? Right before. Cooper exploded. And also, Danny Masterson plays another buddy. He's no longer oh. allowed to be involved in anything, I believe. <laughs> hey, well, <laughs> Who's that? What did he do? He, well, he's uh, being accused of uh, rape. Oh, oh, He's yeah. a Scientologist, though. Scientologists are trying to keep him out of... Uh, 70s show guy. Yeah. Dude, not only that, but it's recent because there's a picture of him online wearing a mask in court. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. He's, well, he's in court guy, now. This guy actually, I know that he, these these charges have been like going on for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah there have been stories Scientology. about this for like five years or something. Church of Scientology has a way of litigating people to the point yeah. where you just yeah. can't. Just, but they're draw basically it out, trying, they're just trying to bankrupt, <laughs> trying to bankrupt the state. So, so Luke, With you're are you cel- you're, you're celebrating Valentine's Day oh, this weekend? Yeah. I, your uh, insistence, yeah, I'm sure yeah, you, you got, really. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, this is true. This is true. Hey, man, you know, what are you gonna do? Get mad at me for being a, a dope ass husband and uh, loving my wife too much? No, I'm not no. mad at you. I'm just I'm amused by you. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead. Yeah, you'd be amused. Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, I get it. Hallmark holidays. Who cares? Uh-huh. But it's a. Uh, it's like when you, you you go through that transition. I was thinking earlier when I was being called out for like celebrating Valentine's Day. I was like, "What are we in tenth grade?" I mean, you know, you get to a point where you just start you stop celebrating all these things, and then you just you pick it up again at some point because you just need an excuse to do something. We've been sitting <laughs> around fucking stagnant uh, all freaking year. Or are you going out for a year? No, no, no. We. We're getting like we're we're getting fillets and stuff. We're gonna do a, you know, three four course meal. You know, all that. It's gonna be great. Well, can't turn I, down a fillet. Tell you that. 
I think fillets are trash. I'd rather have a ribeye personally. So, um, that's fine. Look, apparently you can't. I wasn't looking at it from your point of view, clearly. And uh, I also, you know, it was a pandemic, and there's always a reason needed to try to have some fun. So I can respect that point as well. Of course. Uh, so don't like holidays invading on people's relationships. And there's people much, much worse than you. You're not one of the culprits here, but no. People that they today's the day I try to love you. Or it's like, oh, shit, the old lady's going to be pissed. You know, those types of people, yeah. I just can't fucking stand. So. Yeah, your regular, uh, you know, when the... They need to be reminded they're married yeah. or that they care about someone. I don't know. It's fucking lame. I it's guess been I just exploited a com- by a bunch of idiots is my point. So. Yeah, I guess I'm just a completely unsentimental person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, but, this isn't uh, about sentiment. This is about, like, an excuse to buy steaks and, and eat them. I mean, I know you don't need well, an excuse. You can do that. Or, yeah, <laughs> we did, you know, we did taco spread for Super Bowl. is great. But, yeah, you don't need an excuse to to do fillets. I mean, do them randomly. Or ribeyes, whatever you want to do. Uh, you know, plant-based uh, cornmeal. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, plant-based protein. Whatever, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. Do whatever the hell you want. But sometimes, you know, someone like me gets so scattered and busy and just uh, distractible. Sometimes, you know, it's nice to see like, all right, it's on the calendar. That's when we're doing this. Yeah, you get what you give, man. <laughs> get what you <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so bummed I missed the end of last week's episode when Matt was playing the song. I, I didn't song. actually. I completely agree with you. I think I don't care I didn't that they're from Gross play. Point or that he's from Gross Point. But the fact that it's a. Uh, it's a really good song. Always puts me in a good mood and never gets old. See, I wasn't sure you if you were ragging me there. No. So I didn't respond. The only thing I was ragging <laughs> is that it sounded like shit. So that's why I brought in the audio for myself to bump it up. So. That uh, that was actually Scott played this. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's funny. I don't know anything else by this band. I know they had one album, basically. But yeah, I love this song. One album, one song. <laughs> no clue. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if the one album was a single and that was... <laughs> <laughs> Literally, but they, it. they are reunited. They're getting, they're back together. This because is the news of, because of Bo Biden. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, God. Bo Biden's dying wish. Oh God! But they are, yeah. They're <laughs> like, is what, yeah, we're is back. Lying. Whenever COVID ends, they'll be back in touring or something. I don't know. So <laughs> they've got, they've we'll got, got fucking, new radicals. <laughs> they've got fucking Google alerts set up for their own names, and then the the lead singer was like, "Dude, did you see what Biden just said? <laughs> <laughs> we're getting back together." <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, no way that's not how that works. Yeah. Oh, back to things that are happening in February besides uh, Valentine's Day and, well, back to the Super Bowl. And, mm-hmm. you know, I guess people talk about advertisements when you talk okay. about the Super Bowl. Oh, bye. Everyone's my favorite topic. Yeah. Oh, really? Is it your favorite or your least favorite? Yeah, I can't tell if you're sarcastic right now. Sarcastically, my favorite topic, yes. Oh, yeah, okay. it's it's the most basic fucking thing for it's for base people, common people to talk about. Uh, <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do. Absolutely, was there one yeah. that stood out to you that you liked? I'm sure there's there's because Super Bowl commercials are not your typical commercials, and they actually put a bunch of millions of dollars in production value behind it and try to one up everybody else. And you hear about companies you never hear about the rest of the year, like uh, shit. I don't know. There was some company that came through there. I had no idea what it was. Robin Hood. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Did they do an ad? Oh my they god, did, they did an ad. It was they uh, did. Yeah, oh, oh. yeah. Oh, how uh, did I miss that one? God oh, damn it! 
but you know, you're right, Mike. I mean, that what I was, was hold on, in, wait, was their ad just like a, a shrugging emoji and then that was it? No, it was like, had to it be. Was, <laughs> I don't even, I, I don't really remember. I just like, honestly, because like, like nothing happens. Let's just pretend I was probably like walking yeah. back in the room from doing something else because the game was coming back on and I saw the Robin Hood mm. logo kind of thing. <laughs> but, you know, like occasionally you hear about somebody being in a commercial and like, for me, like Bruce Springsteen being in a commercial, that, that seemed like a big a big deal, right? Uh, and it was stupid. <laughs> what Matt, I wanted to I wanted to ask you this: what what is I mean? What are your thoughts on Bruce Spring, Springsteen being in a being in an ad to begin with? I mean, do you have any issues with that? I, I guess I, I don't really care. I mean, I was never really like a huge fan. I do, I have appreciated his you know his message or his kind of point of view for the most part but i don't know how you feel about him being like in an ad some people are just like freaking out that he's you know selling out i don't, I don't know if that's the case I mean, no bruce sure springsteen sold out a long time ago you know bruce springsteen's been a multi-millionaire for decades exactly. yeah. uh so he you know whatever um the ship has sailed is what you're saying <laughs> and and you know so one of my favorite artists, Bob Dylan, has like sold out in very hilarious ways over the years, including <laughs> doing a Chrysler ad during the Super Bowl. Uh, oh yeah, that's ago. right. But, yep. But you know, like there, he did, he did the like the weirdest Victoria's Secret commercial you've ever seen. Uh, it's just it's hilarious, and I got I, it. It actually makes me like Bob Dylan more that the fact that he's like getting paid by Victoria's Secret to be in a weird commercial. You're gonna have to explain. You're gonna have to explain what happened in this Victoria's Secret commercial. I mean, it's like a black and white commercial where there's like the angels. How sexy was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's all these sexy women, and then there's like old Bob Dylan in like 2003 or something. You know, you mean all these uh, all these disgusting old women and this hot, sexy Bob Dylan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's just it's hilarious. Position. You bring the sexiest musician you can think of. Into a right. room, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with Victoria's Secret models. Look, and, so he's got and, this commercial, and then he gets a DWI. I mean, yeah, Bruce. No, uh, Bruce I think, does, yeah, yeah. I think Bruce. Uh, he actually so, got the DWI before the commercial. Yeah, and I, and Kristen was like, "Why is this coming out now?" And I was like, "Well, obviously, because people are, you know, so googling him more than ever ago, right now." It was, November. Just... it was November. Oh, pff, who gives a fuck? It also doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just. It just is also another story. So would you search was for... He, was he filming this commercial on a suspended license? That's what that's, I That's what I told Chris. I go, <laughs> hey, uh, apparently he didn't have to go to yeah, court yet. They cut up your license was... right there in the moment. As soon as you get it, man, they just cut it up. So how did he Do they really? Do they really? They cut your license up? I don't know. But let's listen to this beautiful commercial. Did you say, I don't yeah. know? Call the middle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sometimes they do. It depends what era it was. There's a chapel in Kansas standing on the exact center of the lower 48. It never closes. All are more than welcome to come meet here in the middle. It's no secret. The middle has been a hard place to get to lately. Between red and blue, between servant oh, and citizen. Oh, it's far away, I mean. <laughs> between our freedom it is. 
And Who the fuck wants to go to Kansas? It's a pandemic, too. Now, know, fear has never been the <laughs> best. Only a rich man can afford to fly to Kansas. And as for freedom, privately, of it's course. not the property of just the fortunate few. It belongs to it's us It's more their all. property, but... Uh. <laughs> Whoever you are. That's true. It's not just an all or nothing, from. yeah. It's what connects us. And we need that connection. We need the middle. We just oh, have to remember you the very about? soil we, we middle, stand Luke. on. What is, is this commercial for? <laughs> so we can get exactly. There. It's for the middle. We can make it to the mountaintop. If we're gonna drive cars, we have to be united. And we will cross this divide. Our light has always found its way through the darkness. This feels like a direct response to specifically the capital thing, and not really anything else. Uh, that's how yeah. I interpret it. Like, Up ahead. More than going for any of the other stuff. It's beautiful. It's got some good sound design. <laughs> to the reunited states of America. Yes. Jeep.com. Flash, the road ahead. The reunited states. So, of I, I'm immediately turned off because I think Jeep is the douchiest brand in America, <laughs> and and most people who drive, particularly Jeep Wranglers, I find to be offensive. Jeep. People who drive, you know, terribly, they, they disrespectfully, and uh, I want nothing to do with them. So there's that. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to add to that, but I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. Uh, God damn. It, I just, the the level of fucking just delusion in a commercial like that is fucking stunning. It's absolutely stunning. What, what, what strikes me or what gets me every single time I see one of these like woke commercials is, you know, just thinking of the people that are sitting in that room coming coming up with that pitch and patting each other on the back sending it to Bruce Springsteen they're sa- they are donor donor some guy at donor wrote this by that's the way. right that's right yeah and i you know hey i'm sure the guy's cool but this is the fucking worst this is the stupidest message i they could possibly have put out there and the fact that everyone thinks it's so great is just it's it's utterly like unnerving you know, woke capitalism, this, this is the thing. Companies like this, you know, woke capitalism just is, it isn't real. I mean, it, there is nothing of value to say that a company, company can't say anything of actual value, actual social value, because uh, all their incentives uh, completely undermine the message they're, they're trying to stand behind. And also the they don't share, move, dude. yeah, and they don't share any of the same needs or, or wants or. No, they're know, trying to li- get you to like them so you buy their shit. Yeah, exactly. And so I wonder, like, why the why? But it's more emotionally twisted and fucked up than maybe some more recent advertising of the world. I guess. I guess the thing that really gets me is is not just why they're bothering. I totally understand why they're bothering. I mean, it is the easiest thing to control in people's minds, uh, given that we have so much media now that it's almost impossible to, you know, just bat away bullshit that some stuff is going to seep in no matter what. And then eventually so much bullshit is like, come your way. You finally see a commercial like this and you're like, oh, okay, I guess at least it's kind of nice. That is better than, you know, the hate fueled nonsense that, uh, you know, you hear every single second of the day or the stuff that you hear in the Twitter verse or whatever. <clears throat> it's easy to control 
people are commodities. Uh, you know, we are in a people-based uh, marketing universe. We're in a data-driven marketing universe. So people are people are the product. I guess that's always been the case, but people are the product. And I get why they do it. I just don't get why anyone likes it. I really, I really don't. Do well, not fucking I, understand this. I, I, I don't think these commercial. I mean, we are talking about it, but mostly we're talking about Bruce Springsteen. Like, none of us are going to buy a Jeep uh, no. because of this commercial, or you know, Jeep doesn't look cool. I don't. I feel like I feel like they alienated. I feel like they may have alienated their own audience. What's what do you think the Jeep audience is? It's got to be traditional right wing conservative types. You know, when you build when you build these audiences out, I mean, you can look at Facebook and be like, eighty percent of your audience is on Facebook and they like Fox News. You can just like immediately make that connection. You're not really allowed to, but you can do it. Anyhow, breaking news, by the way. Yeah, big news here. Really, play this for you. This will probably fill it in for you. Breaking news, huh? Pervert is back! What's your name? Sophie. Tell everybody the pervert is back. That's right. Larry Flint has passed on, guys. Whoa. He is dead. And I think it deserves mentioning because I kind of like him for a lot of things. I also think he's a little over the top and gross, but I also think he's... I think the overall profile of Larry Flint is a guy that I would say is a pretty damn good American for the most part. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to listen to Drew and Mike tomorrow for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll be uh, I thought he was dead in the 90s. He got he got shot, <laughs> no. didn't he, in the 90s and like got paralyzed. Yeah, maybe he got shot before that. Yeah, before the 90s. He got shot yeah. way before all that. He the been movie shot. came out in the fucking 90s. That movie came out in the 90s, right? Woody Harrelson. Oh God! And uh, yeah, obviously that was not Larry Flint. Uh, that was Woody Harrelson yeah. playing Larry Flint. I thought you were going to say that Bruce Springsteen had died. Eh, <laughs> that would seem. Oh. I don't see him going anywhere. Breaking, he's not breaking one of those news! It's going to, you know, dive. Well, he's a drunk driver. Somewhere. I mean, he's, he'll be around for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, this the the whole message of that commercial was okay. Not only going to the middle, but it ended with you know the heartland, and it was like a heart in the center of the United States. I mean, there's don't they? There's a star. Was a star. Okay, yeah, I did see some commentary online. Some jackass was like, "Like, oh, red star keeping America apart." I don't even really know what that's supposed to mean, but I assume it's some kind of, um, I don't know, borderline anti-communist sentiment or whatever. But I, I just, I, to me, I was looking for all sorts of woke commercials. I thought there'd be a lot more. I, I actually thought, did too. Yeah, there was only well, there was like four, or five, or something. There was there was one that was not super offensive. I didn't see it during the Super Bowl. It was a Budweiser commercial, and it just basically ends with we're donating all our ad dollars to the collectives, whatever COVID partnership with some ad collective. Okay, that's that's great. I mean, token effort. Never do it again. But they just donated their money. Uh, I'm sure they had to spend some money to get that spot in the, in the Super Bowl. Uh, or maybe it was just social media. I'm not sure because it was in some YouTube playlist. But okay, that that's that's fine. I guess I'm cool with that. 
The other yeah. one, though, did you notice the NFL sponsored one? The one the that Vince was Lombardi trash. Yeah, I, I heard about it. I didn't see it. Yeah, I saw it. it was so dope. I looked. I looked it up because I wanted to reference reference it, but they uh, they cut out the last frames of it. I couldn't find the original commercial, but the last frame of that commercial, after all this Vince Lombardi, you know, togetherness bullshit and you know just images of <laughs> civil rights leaders and you know rosa parks and whatever uh the last title card on that was 250 million dollars to fight systemic racism oh. and i thought that was amazing they are uh <laughs> putting 250 million dollars into fighting systemic racism the nfl uh kaepernick was nowhere to be seen <laughs> Just for the record, I, I don't know if he needed to be, but there, for the record, no Kaepernick. That's uh, never going to go back, though, because that deal is locked in and they've settled. So there's never going to be any type of mentioning of guilt or anything. He got the hundreds of millions of dollars, but he ne he'll never get mentioned by them specifically. Yeah, is, I'm not excusing it. It's just it's all legal. Well, I'm wondering. Bullshit. I mean, how? I wonder how the NFL intends to end systemic racism. <laughs> You know what I'll bet you? They didn't say in the NFL. They didn't say, you know. $250 million dollars is like taking a shit for them. So. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. No. Yeah, it's like. It's one Sunday. Not even that. <laughs> it's <nothing>. true. <laughs> it's just, That's true. Every franchise is worth 3 to $5 billion easy. And then all each contract is worth over billions, billions and billions of dollars. TV Those are liabilities. And then there's other deals. Oh, oh I thought you were talking. <laughs> What's mm -hmm. that? No, those uh those TV contract I think I think the NFL is facing a financial reckoning in the next ten years. Um, How so? I don't think it can grow, and because I don't know if the way that COVID works has or has affected the league. You know, I don't know what it means for next year with fans. So the gate is going to be affected potentially. Um, and these TV deals are out of control and they can't keep adding nights to football. You can't have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday night football. <laughs> you know, they, they keep trying to do things that expanded internationally. I think, I think the NFL just is going to hit a cap. Um, I think it's at a saturation point and, and these contracts are so huge. You are fake news. Wait, is is the NFL uh, does the football have uh, salary caps? Yes. Okay. They're just doing. Well, business, they have luxury. Man. They have luxury taxes, right? Not salary caps. Do they have doing business? This is how they, they do business. I would love to see it fall apart and shrink and not grow anymore. That'd be great, but. Uh, I uh, and I think I think football uh, itself will will go away. I think it'll fall out of fashion. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. I don't it's think that's even sport, possible, man. though. Yeah, it's it such is. a brutal sport. Um, Dude, that'd be sweet. What if I, I would love to see just that. went away? Yeah. <laughs> it just disappeared. Who the hell are you? We came to wreck everything and ruin I, your life. That would be great. <laughs> <Look. if> the <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do these like uh, whatever Gen Zers do they watch football? I don't think so. I think they do. I don't Some know. Maybe this, this could be a generational thing because I feel like you every know, when I was a, 
when I was a teacher, the last real connection I had with kids was when I taught. No, it's been over six years now, so um, I probably almost disconnected. But all those kids loved the NFL, fantasy football, and Sundays. Yeah, where were you, teacher? They loved that shit. I taught at a, well, Jewish schools. Yeah. Huh. So these are. Oh, that I got a I got I get a comment about that later. So please go ahead. But no, I, I have, saying, uh, yeah, they're they're all mainly white Jewish kids. Yeah, so middle to upper class. Yeah, here in Mich- like somewhere in Michigan. Mm-hmm. In Detroit area, Southfield. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I really don't know anything about about what that generation's uh, proclivities are. But I don't think they. I think the way that media is disaggregating, like you can't have a huge, I think you're going to get away from these huge cable deals. Maybe there's some way around it. Maybe the NFL just goes, you know, the NFL network becomes a thing, but like, uh, like kind of like the big 10 network has become a thing. Well, they're uh, talking about selling the NFL network. Really? Because it, it's almost a negative for the NFL because it gets all Thursday night football games get simulcast on the NFL network and they're trying to sell that as a package on CBS or whoever else buys it or Amazon. And so people are like, well, we don't want to pay for this because we're not getting exclusive rights. It's still on your own network. So if they sell the NFL network, then they lose that profit though. So I I don't know. They got an issue there. They got to figure out. And not that I give a fuck about them really. It's like, you know, who cares? Just put everything on the internet and then just let it all have, free reign you'll get your money because there's internet advertising is probably maybe you guys you guys would know more about this than i do internet advertising versus tv advertising and which one's more well targeted advertising uh is is definitely i mean that's that's where amazon well amazon web services but secondarily advertising facebook makes all its money on advertising google makes all its money on advertising right Mm -hmm. yeah and when it comes to tv it's not traditional cable anymore i mean you can get the same amount of get the same amount of responses impressions outcomes whatever if you just send that uh you just send all your media through you know digital set top boxes and all that so the more of those that the more that proliferates the the less attractive regular tv is but regular tv is still it's still the it's still the king you know there's still Millions and millions of people that watch local broadcasts. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. This is very Not true. Do it. Yeah, I'm I'm a little out of my depth talking about football, the future of football. But I just have a I have a sneaking <laughs> suspicion that uh, you know this concussion thing. The, we'll learn more and more about the effects of this. There's like all these lawsuits. I know they've settled a lot of them, but they're not going anywhere. Every settle. generation of settle, 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 settle. Every generation of players is going to have this problem. You know, they, they haven't fixed the problem of long-term injury. So, I don't know. I saw something on, I don't know if it was like Axios uh, or something. Or maybe it was like, maybe it was uh, 60 Minutes. Um, but, like, there's a group of black players suing the NFL for extra. Because, do you hear what the, like, the NFL basically... The allegation is that the NFL rates black players' cognitive abilities lower. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was bad. You can't predict the future? How could we possibly have seen something this awesome? 
Was there was, is there is there like a there are like two fucking skulls in uh, you know <laughs> who's who's the guy that runs the NFL? Is it like uh, it's Roger Goodell? Goodell, he's got, yeah. He's got a phrenology. Yeah, he's got, uh, yeah, he's got yeah. a phrenology table going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what Christ. it sounded like. It sounded like some uh, Doug. Who's the guy? The bell curve guy. Um, uh, uh, that guy. That guy. Richard? Jesus Christ. Are we talking about Murray? Yeah, Murray. It's Murray. Charles Murray. Yeah. Charles yeah. Murray. And that's what it sounded like. It sounded like that kind of shit. Anyway, it. Yeah, these, where it's basically just, uh, it's just dressed up fucking racism in like, you know, academic sounding language. Yeah, I guess the argument that the NFL made, and there have been some like, there have been some leaked emails from physicians who are analyzing player cases to the effect that corroborate this, that like the NFL basically has a, a lower standard of intelligence for um, black players so that they, their decline looks less significant. If that makes sense. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, that does. I mean, that formulation makes sense. That's an insane goddamn thing. What is this? Is this like a a story? Is this like a recent story? Uh, expose. Yeah, NFL suit. Okay, so here's an AP story. Uh, NFL players, NFL suit for limiting black players access to concussion benefits, and uh, um, basically, um. Yeah, I, I'll have to find the 60 minutes thing. We should talk about this at another time when we're more informed about it, but yep. uh, it's yeah, pretty for, outrageous. As our tagline goes, further research needed. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is interesting. We should definitely follow up on that. That is fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, we came across, uh, Matt, what you said is uh, 100% correct. Maybe the worst thing you've ever read in your life. Uh, in, ter- in terms of writing quality talent uh i have no idea how somebody like this uh, gets a job as a professor but I, I had to i had to this is okay this is probably old news now it's probably well it was at the inauguration when bernie uh bernie's mittens it's already gone it, see how fucking hilarious that is how fast that was uh, the meme the meme is gone bernie is no longer being me- mike is uh mike what are you doing it's a little he's doing odd. Some, you're, you're he's doing some uh, Facebook Live or something. He, he's Facebook living. I know he's is looking what, very seriously. At is the, that what uh, it's called? He also doesn't have his headphones on, so he doesn't know we're talking shit about him. But uh, we should meme him. Oh man, <laughs> we should. But yeah, right. so yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm going to read. I got to read gone. some of this. Yeah, I got to read. I got to read some of this because it just it it's just it's so bananas. I. Yeah. Okay. So, who is, what is this woman's name? I can't pronounce it. It's very complicated. Uh, Ingrid Sayer Ochi, out of as uh, the San Francisco Chronicle, I think she's a San Francisco uh, teacher, and she has. Yeah. Okay. So, San Francisco high school students get a lesson in subtle white privilege. By, uh, by the way, this is the same school district that just recently voted to like rename sixty schools because of the problematic history of the people who these schools were named after names, including 
the living senior senator from California, Diane Feinstein, and, <laughs> and the great emancipator Abraham Lincoln, uh, among others, George Washington, etc. So yeah, they're they're taking, you know, they're cleansing the name of the, <laughs> of the school for for purity. Yeah, um, you, need, <laughs> you need a good purification every once in a while. So I, I get it. They, they probably, you know, I don't know if this is the case, but I could see like it's the kind of thing where like you take uh, Tom Mark Twain, Mark Twain Elementary and take his name off of it because he, he used the N word in Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, yeah. That that book was removed from all Michigan libraries, uh, you know, in 1992. Thanks, Tipper Gore. <laughs> but but anyway, the uh, so, yeah, you continue to talk about. Oh, the, gosh. Uh, Okay. This article in the Chronicle, which and was I, paywalled, by the way. And we, it was, yeah, this is fucking, it's amazing that this was paywalled. Uh, it is. They should pay you to read it. It's that simple. To read it, they should automatically give you $5. You're pretty fired up about it. Well, here's why I'm fired up. I'm fired up because, okay, this is an article about Bernie Sanders' uh, apparent and obvious privilege that somehow slipped under the radar of most major media outlets this this woman has set her sights on on bernie and has exposed the inherent privilege in his very his very presence at the inauguration and what drives me nuts about it is the malice it seems that people dole out against someone like bernie who in my opinion other than his other than his actual point of view and the things that he actually does to fight for people is that they it's almost like they they treat him personally as if he's some form of uh i don't know fucking raging monster it's just the the amount of malice is crazy in this but it's also just so poorly written i felt like it had to be read he's very old man yeah Yeah, he's old and i guess i guess he should pay for that yeah, well, you know, septuagenarians, they get old out there when it's cold like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, freezing wear, their wear mittens. All right, so let, let's let's give a huge this meme, a shot. though. Come on, Bernie, like, was reinvigorated by his appearance at the inauguration. He's everywhere he with his he mittens and his... Every, he's in, like, people's butts. He's in people's uh, porches. He, he was in a lot of weird places. He was in uh, Sharon Stone's vagina, even. So. Oh, there was yeah. that... There's the guy with the the big Johnson that he was, you know, <laughs> hanging out with him too. Oh, big Johnson! <laughs> How funny was that? <laughs> he need to put a mitten on that thing. That poor. <laughs> that cold. Okay. That would have been. Well, look, it, look. Jeff no, it Bezos stepped down as CEO of Amazon, so maybe he's going to be focusing on Bernie slanderism going forward. Now, oh, all right, all right. Let, hold we on. Should, let me read this. I'm reading. We this. should get. Be, we should get to that, but I don't want to. Well, I don't want to. Yeah, let's let's get this over second. the white privilege thing. Let's let's get through this. Yeah, it's it, I think it's it says everything that's wrong with uh, you'll see. OK, so. All right. So quotes, quote, three weeks ago, I processed a capital insurrection with my high school students rallying our inquiry skills. We analyzed the images of that historic day, images of white men storming through the Capitol, fearless and with no forces to stop them. This, I said, is white supremacy. This is white privilege. It can be hard to pinpoint, but when we see it, we know it. It's just, just like, you know, pornography in the Supreme Court. I get that. It's art. <laughs> it's art. I know it when I see it. Uh, but the frame, the just 
the fucking framing of this is just so cra- like rallying our inquiry skills. We analyzed the images of that historic day, images of white men storming through the Capitol. Across our Zoom screen, I'm going to keep going. Across our Zoom screen, they affirmed with nods, thumbs up, and emojis. She's talking about her students now of anger and frustration. Fast forward two weeks as we analyze images from the inauguration, asking again, what do we see? We see diversity, creativity, and humanity in a nation embracing all of this and more. On the day of the inauguration, Bernie Sanders is barely on our radar. The next day, he was everywhere. I can see what's going on. She's just jealous. Uh, What do we see, I asked again to her students. We've been studying diversity and discrimination in the United States. My students were ready. I don't think they are. (laughs) If you're you're their fucking teacher, they are definitely not ready. They're not ready for anything. Well, this this is what's hilarious because she's like, she's like, had to explain to the kids why it was privileged. So they didn't actually see privilege when they looked at Bernie Sanders. They had to be taught this concept. Yeah, they had to be, they had to, they had to be, they had to be told, well, this is what she's, she's a teacher. This, she is doing them a service apparently. And she says, what did they see? They saw a white man in a puffy jacket in huge mittens, distant, not only in his social distancing, but the, Kind of a sentence is that distant, not only in his social distancing, but in his demeanor and attire. His demeanor ever, was distance and his attire was distant. <laughs> What's that? I mean, that's just Bernie Sanders. He's a cranky guy. He's kind it's, of a he's kind of a ornery guy. <laughs> dude, that is that's a fucking tuxedo to most people in the Midwest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, you know, it was a it was a locally made like parka and uh, mittens that were like knitted by hand by a local collective in Vermont. Like, what? that's white privilege, dude. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> no, no, so- when 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 somebody you know quits their job and you you wonder why and they're starting a a, a mitten knitting business and you can't imagine how the fuck they're gonna make ends meet. Somehow they do, and they got a bigger, better house than you. That somehow that's white privilege. That's that's being able to do it and not suggesting that you have privilege to begin with. But you don't need. Okay, you don't need this idiot pointing it out. Uh, sorry, Matt. I think I cut you off. No, a little fired up. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I. Yeah, it's it's an event. It's a it's a serious event. I think we all who's the one president who supposedly caught pneumonia after uh, his inauguration. And he didn't wear a hat and he died like three weeks later. Oh, shit. I can't remember. Who was that? He should have exercised some white. Uh, John privilege. Tyler. He should have exercised some white privilege and worn some mittens and, uh, and a park. Yeah. <laughs> it was a uh, it was a guy in 1841. Yeah. Uh, John Tyler, I believe, or a. Uh, Harrison or one of those jackets. Tippy Canoe and Tyler, Taylor. too. Yeah, Tippy Canoe and Tyler, too. I used to have a, I used to have a t-shirt that said Tippy Canoe. I remember, uh, I remember he, Quiz No, Ball. he went out there to be a badass and say, oh, I'm going to be fine. Actually, he was the guy in the 80s. I think it was Harrison. Yeah, I think it was Harrison because Garfield okay. took over for him. 
No, who, Garfield who, got shot. Shit, I don't know, man. I guess I'm. Anyway, some dead white guy with white privilege who should have exercised his white privilege instead uh, did not wear mittens in his car. <laughs> <laughs> should uh, should have should yeah. have exercised his, yes. his white privilege. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was right. It's, it was Harrison. Okay, a, a privilege. Oh, Bill okay. Harrison. Say Tyler. And then Harrison. So it was one of, but it was 1841. I absolutely got that correct. 1841. 32 days into office. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. I And then half, Tyler took over is what off. happened. Ah, Ty, Tyler took over. Yeah. See? So it was Tyler's benefit that he got pneumonia. And by the way, I read some article like John Tyler's grandson just died. Hmm? Think about that. Like, like a couple of months ago. Was he 172 years old? Well, I guess How Tyler, many years is that? What's Tyler had some kids as a very old man. Ah, and then, yes, okay. and then his sense. kid had some kids. <laughs> Tyler's grandson. John Tyler probably dies. He's president in 1841. Then he dies. Who knows? I don't know. He hanged by a revolting yeah. mob. So, of, uh, he dies in 1862 when the Civil War is underway. In, in yeah. Uh, yeah, hang injury. In October, justice came to his door. I tell you that. In October of, of 2020, this guy Lion Tyler, the, ch- the chickens came home in to September. Roost. He was 95, <laughs> and he was the grandson of John Tyler, who was president yeah. 1841 the, to 1845. The, chick- <laughs> the chickens came home to roost at 95. <laughs> That's nice, but slow, nice slow death. He dies in 1862. Let's say the kid's born in 1860. Lives a hundred years, maybe even till nineteen sixties. Okay, I can see it. Yeah. So, so Tyler, let's see his. Okay, Tyler had a kid. He had eight children before dying. In, no, President Tyler uh, fathered fifteen children. Good guy. And his and John Tyler was sixty three, when Lion Tyler Senior was born. And then that guy, fuck ancient Egypt. That guy was seventy-one when <laughs> when Lion Tyler Jr. was born. And we so said we can't predict the future. How could we possibly have seen something this awesome? My so God. anyway, okay. <laughs> back to back to back to Bernie's white privilege. Yeah, uh, basically, say, basically the the Tylers know how to slay. Uh, I'm down with that. Good for them. Yeah, late into life, and. Yeah. Uh, Bernie, Bernie, though, is basically just trying to keep warm. And yeah, uh, Jim Clyburn was wearing a baseball hat on the dais. You know, it's like, who cares what about Garth Brooks? <laughs> Garth Brooks. That, well, uh, you know, Chris, Ga- Chris Gaines. He, uh, <laughs> he was running he, around with a cowboy hat on. Exactly. He wore jeans. Uh, but uh, that was the, that was the actual performance, right? It wasn't, you know, on the on the dais, on the uh, sacred dais. It's it's just stupid. Basically, I, saw a video. I, I don't watch that shit. I have nothing to do with this. I give a fuck about this whole topic. <laughs> well, well, oh really? It's it, oh yeah. I mean, like these are conversations that infect every aspect of life now, like the white supremacy. And 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 yes, should should we be concerned with systemic racism where it exists? Absolutely. Yes. But it, to, to to get so far as to calling mittens white yeah. supremacy. Is yeah. absolutely bonkers. Uh, the bookstore that I'm a part of, we sell a lot of these books that are the, the kind of anti-racism books. And a lot of the co-member owners, they're into that sort of thing. 
personally like, uh, like that kendy ebram bullshit like oh the, well that's the that? exact example i was gonna the, give oh, really <laughs> what was that one book and, i read that was stupid last year the white uh yeah white fragility yeah 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 yeah, that, yeah that, that's yeah um, probably in the mix that's in the mix uh but ebram kendy has a book for children called anti-racist baby yeah and yep. this book is but the thing is is this book is not for children just like this woman's not. argument is like stupid to children because they're like, wait, that's stupid. Just, just uh, like the commercial about being in the middle is not to the people that it is suggesting it's to, you know, uh, precisely the right. It's only to the, it's only to a particular class of people that have a particular set of, you know, well, ideologies and, and commitments. And it's, it's people who want to feel like they're part of that knowledge elite that like i can die i know the problem i'll diagnose what's wrong it's kind of the same mentality of QAnon in, in, in a different way because QAnon's mm -hmm. like oh i have answers to this very oh, complex yes. issue but i can simplify it to this uh yeah. so anyway you're right it's a, a it's a slightly elevated going away a perfectly good white boy like that <laughs> it's a, it's a... <laughs> all right that's actually germane it's a slightly elevated conversation that that gives you some sense of yeah, like you said, there's intellectual import to it. It seems, but yeah, and popular nonfiction has, you know, been it's it's not academics, you know, it's not scholarly work. It's just what will sell, and what'll sell is anything that well, the average person can read and understand. But Kendi has been elevated to this post of like. Yeah, it's fucked Academic up. Academic legitimacy. I mean, he runs this big center at Boston University um, about this issue, and and you're right <laughs> though. It, it's totally like pseudoscience, and and like it, it, I don't think it stands up to real rigor. Uh, I mean, we could talk about serious issues around racism, but this gets into like it gets into dogmatism. It's like it's not even I don't know. So, well, it, it's it it oh, more borders oh, to me. It, I got you good, you fucker. These these border to me uh, way more on on self help stuff. It's just it's it's in that ling like linguistic tradition. I mean that that is the language of self help books. Uh, we we've had we've had him speak to our company, and we had these you know multicultural oh. multicultural emergency meetings that happened can, last can summer. Can he spoke to your company? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you know what his speaking fee is. Wow. Oh, I'm sure it's a lot, but do you know? Uh, it's tens of thousands of dollars. I wish I get a cool. speaking fee. That sounds cool. Cool. They furloughed a bunch of workers and then brought in that fucking moron to uh, just rile people up, uh, but not in a good way. Rile people up in the worst possible way. Okay, wait. Let me let me finish this because Mike, I know you said you don't care about this, but uh, here's the. Let me just give you the paragraph that like just. Well, look, look. You guys keep talking about it. Uh... I got to go anyway, so why don't you continue well, the conversation? Well, why don't you listen for one second, and I'll finish this paragraph. I guarantee I'll have to listen to it when I edit this podcast. That's what I do. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's, better, it's better when you're here in the moment. Go ahead, Luke. Go ahead. Thank you. Lord. Okay. And there across all of our news and social media fees was Bernie. Bernie memes, Bernie sweatshirts, endless love for Bernie. I puzzled and fumed as an individual as I strove to be my best possible teacher. Don't know what that means. Uh, what did I see? What did I think my students should see? A wealthy, 
incredibly well-educated and privileged white man showing up for perhaps the most important ritual of the decade in a puffy jacket and huge mittens. I mean in no way to overstate the parallel. Senator Sanders is no white supremacist insurrectionist, but he manifests privilege, white privilege, male privilege, and class privilege in ways that my students could see and feel. Uh, I had to go to Wikipedia, never looked up Bernie's like childhood. Uh, I'm a huge fan, but I, I focus only on his politics. I working class Brooklyn, New York guy. Yeah. His like early life, uh, little bio on Wikipedia. So, you know, Wikipedia works. Anyone can basically update it. Uh, it's a real wild West, but his, his like early childhood before he even gets to college, it's like, five paragraphs long. And the reason the paragraphs are long are not because uh, there's so much uh, going on here, but it's, it is, I'm sorry. It's, it's that you literally cannot shorten this up. It's like uh, advocate of democratic socialist, social democratic progressive policies uh, known for uh, yada, yada, yada. Hold on. Let me get to, this is real quick. I'll make this fast. He did so much as like a youth, you know, high school, like just out of high school, early college, he did so fucking much as like a, a working class Jew out of Brooklyn. He was, they were slightly, I guess they were slightly over working class. I mean, you know, there's no true definition for that shit anyway. So who really cares? But the, when you look at like the, the Biden bio, like the, it's just, it's insane to me that the, that there's any, I just don't understand the fucking desire to fight this fight. That I think is what. Gets well, what, what, why, does Biden, where, why are you bringing up Biden? What's he got anything to do with? Because with she this is, person's article. Because this article, uh, so she says right before that, uh, we talked about gender and the possible meanings of the attire chosen by Vice President Kamala Harris and Jill Jill Biden, the Biden grandchildren, Michelle Obama, Amanda Gorman. It is it is an it's an establishment group of people that. Ever, did everything right. Everything was fine. Uh, they were elegant. They were classy. And then Bernie was uh, basically sitting there in his, in his mittens, clearly with two middle fingers up saying, fuck you. It's just a, it's a weird fucking choice. It's completely, uh, it's, it's terribly written. Uh, it makes, makes no doubt. No damn sense, and white privilege is not manifest in an old man trying to stay warm well, using that, uh, only only locally produced, uh, you know, garments. Well, that's exactly the point. Who cares? He's it's it's about it's a practical. Who cares about saying. somebody wearing practical clothing? It's that's so not an issue. Passion. There's no it's, there's no greater meaning to it at all, other than Bernie, Bernie, and that's okay. And if Jim Clyburn wants to wear a South Carolina State baseball hat, that's okay too. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's that's what's so insane to me is the amount of passion that goes into this or the you know amount of vitriol. I mean, it is animated. Articles like this are animated by something. And I know this is just a pea-brained uh, teacher, but it is – It's yeah, it's crazy to me. It doesn't mean anything. Somebody writes something like that, then all of a sudden it means something. This is what – you know, kind of social media is all about in like 24 hour news cycles and you know, why we don't have any facts anymore just in general, but there it is. Yeah. You guys want to keep the conversation going or I got to roll. Why don't we wrap it up and we will um, pick up next week. I mean, we got a lot to talk about. We got 
the impeachment trial, which is ongoing. It's, I think it's probably happening still this very moment. Um, lots of things, lots of things in the news coming up. And when Scott comes back, we'll get in on them. But I think I do want to get Tandon. We got to we got to skewer skewer. Okay. Or at least just talk about her appearance in the uh, Senate. That, that would be interesting. Oh, I, yeah, I, I haven't. She'll I be confirmed by her. She'll be confirmed by then, so. Great. Well, all right. Yeah, we can do that all next week. Uh, Scott will be back with us, back from the uh, hills of the world he's in. I don't know where he's at. He's, he's in, in an a, undisclosed undisclosed location. In undisclosed hills. <laughs> in a very place. small uh, in a very small room in an undisclosed location. That's right. Covidcabins.com. Check them out. Yeah. They're wonderful. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, uh, Mike and Matt and Luke. Uh, don't forget, you can find us uh, the internet gmail.com is it safe pod check us out on the internet um, we have a twitter account uh, too so if you want to if you're on there we're not really doing anything ever on there but check it out that's it so, oh, why don't you give it, me the password and I'll, I'll start great I will yeah. is yeah. it safe pod on twitter so alright yeah, give me the password we'll, on the pod and then we'll publish it and we'll just let everybody else use yeah, it yeah everybody <laughs> could, it could be a, a yeah you Donald Trump can get content. back on there social and start uh, yeah. Social connections and everybody's a part of the show and part of the Twitter handle. It's a lot of fun. All right. We'll see you guys next week on the Is It Safe Pod.